Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, uh, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler, and I am the host of this radio show and the owner of the Seckler Law Firm, uh, where we help people with a couple of different types of issues. One that we do is estate planning, wills and trusts and powers of attorney for folks who need to do some planning. Uh, the second is we do post-death administration, if you have been unfortunate and lost a loved one recently and found yourself uh, with the distinct honor of being named the executor of the estate or the trustee of the trust. We help people with the uh, the sort of paperwork and, and judicial uh, quagmire that can occur at that point in time. And third, we do a type of case called a nursing home crisis case, which is when we run into families where someone has gone into a nursing home and they find out that the cost of care is expensive and they want to know if there's anything that they can do to protect money. Uh, And we work through that issue for folks. It's a significant chunk of what we do. And because we do that work, um, when we are working with families on estate planning concerns, a lot of what we like to talk to them about is planning ahead for the potential of long-term care because the way I see it, uh, this cost of care and the risk of needing long-term care is most middle-class families' biggest financial threat. Uh, and so I uh, I do this radio show. If this is your first time checking it out, we do this radio show to give people education, the things that I think you need to know uh, to plan ahead and, and, uh, and put yourself in a position, put your family in a position where you can protect your money from long-term care expenses. You can protect your spouse. Uh, because these rules are harsh, and we're going to go through some of these rules today. Um, And so sort of getting into it, before I get into uh, the things I want to talk about today, I've got to do my little disclaimer. That is nothing you should, uh, you should not make legal decisions based on what you hear on today's episode or any other episode of any other radio show. This, This show is for your education and entertainment. Uh, I hope you find it beneficial. I hope it moves you off the mark and helps you to decide to do some estate planning. But I do think that estate planning, when done properly, is done with the help of uh, a qualified attorney. Uh, My law firm is available at secklerlawfirm.com. It's spelled S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. And if the things I talk about tend to resonate with you, perhaps you want to give us a ring and we can help you uh, to, uh, to plan to protect your life savings and your family from these issues. Now, what I want to talk about today, uh, it is December. We are moving in on uh, the new year, 2022, which is <clears throat> which is always an exciting time period and not a time period where a lot of people want to talk an awful lot about uh, estate planning and death and dying. Uh, and I get that. It's a happy, joyous time of the year. But it is also a time of the year where we take time to spend time with family members that we may not get to see as often uh, during the other times of the year. And this time of the year is actually a period of time when we end up doing a lot of work. You know, January is usually one of our busiest months. And what I think happens is that, you know, the kids, the family spends money, uh, spends time with mom and dad during the holidays. They realize, uh uh-oh, you know, dad's slipping a little bit more than we thought he was or mom really could use some help around here, and then they start finding ways to become educated on, you know, what our 
what are our long-term care options? Uh, can we get anybody to come into the home and help with mom or dad? Should we look at a residential setting? How are we going to pay for this? What's it all cost? In this week, uh, I, I have a whopper for you. Uh, the cost of care is increasing dramatically uh, as we speak. Um, so every year, the state of Pennsylvania, the Department of Human Services, used to be the Department of Public Welfare, releases some figures that they uh, have a formula to approximate what they think the average cost of skilled nursing care is in the country, uh, in the state, rather. And they come up with this number because it, it, it has an impact on the eligibility rules, and they need to know uh, you know, what the cost of care is as part of their formula to figure out if people are eligible. So they calculate this figure every year. And the numbers just came out this week. And I got to tell you, the the increase this week, we expected, we elder law attorneys expected that we we're going to see a pretty sizable increase in the cost of care for 2022 over 2021 in previous years. Because when the state goes to calculate these figures, they look at some historical numbers as part of their calculation. And if you think about what has gone on in the last two years in nursing homes and, and you know, their costs have certainly gone up. I mean, battling COVID. We all know that there was some bad instances in, in nursing homes and a lot of people got sick in nursing homes and then the nursing homes had to invest heavily in personal protection equipment and probably additional staffing and medications. And then can you imagine in this employment environment where it's been my experience, not a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people are switching jobs and fewer people, you know, there's a lot of the, what they're calling the great resignation where people are resigning from their employment maybe to pursue other opportunities or maybe not uh, maybe it's retirement time or whatever and i i imagine that nursing homes and other long-term care and medical facilities have have really been hit hard by this because uh, I, I can't imagine the the type of sainthood it would require to to want to be to to work in a nursing home setting right now i mean especially last year especially last year when it was super bad and people could either continue to come and work in a nursing home where there was COVID all over the place and we were terrified of it. And, you know, some people still are. Um, and, you know, people have it in this building and I got to wear this equipment all, all darn day. And, and, you know, or I could I could take unemployment benefits. Um, and, you know, so the type of person that stuck around through all that, God bless them. But it got more expensive paying for overtime, paying uh, increased salaries to keep people, whatever it is. And so this year's figure has jumped pretty dramatically with regard to what a nursing home costs. And, and every year, you know, when I first started doing this about uh, 10, or, 10 or 11 years ago, I think the number was just south of $8,000 a month was the average cost of a nursing home. So roughly, you know, mid-90s, $100,000 a year. And I remember saying at the time we're going to see we're going to see a time period where the cost of a skilled nursing facility is two hundred thousand dollars a year um, because the the average cost has typically gone up somewhere in the ballpark of five hundred dollars or so annually on a monthly calculation. So if it was eight thousand, then the next year maybe it was eighty five hundred, then the next year maybe it was nine thousand, then ninety five, and so we got to a point when in twenty twenty one the average cost of the nursing home was a little over eleven thousand dollars a month, or a hundred and thirty couple thousand dollars a year. But then this year's figure that fig the the average cost of a nursing home per month has increased twenty five percent in the last twelve months. We jumped from eleven thousand and some change to $14,676 a month 
is what the state of Pennsylvania says a skilled nursing semi-private room costs in Pennsylvania this year. Fourteen, almost $15,000 a month. It's annualized. It's $176,000. Think about that for a second. If I have a stroke, if I have a mobility issue, if I have dementia, and I need to go into a skilled nursing facility, that skilled nursing facility stay is going to cost me hundred and eighty grand a year. And, you know, at some point in time, you look at this cost and you just think it's too much. It's just too much. It's too much money. Like, there aren't families that can afford $200,000 a year. If you end up in a skilled nursing facility, unless you take action to protect yourself, you will end up broke. Um, you know, even somebody with a million dollars, five years, you're done. And, you know, and I, I got into this work in teaching people about how our, our sort of broken long-term care system works after I had a, a situation where my own grandfather spent a long time in a nursing home and went through a pile of money and Nobody advised them on on any options that they could take to protect themselves from this financial risk, you know. And, and before before we we jump to the conclusion that we need to demonize or blame the nursing homes for this, just take a second and think about what these organizations have been through in the last year. You know, providing care is expensive. Um, providing care for seniors during the COVID shutdown was particularly expensive, and now we're starting to see that reflect in in the price increases and, and what's going on. So, but, but there's no coming back from this. It's not like, you know, if we cured COVID tomorrow and it was never a thing anymore, I, I, I highly doubt the cost of the skilled nursing facility would go back down to $10,000 a month. It's just, it's not going to happen. So as you're listening to this radio show and you're learning, you know, this can't be right, 180 grand a year, how can they get away with it? Well, they can because it's expensive. And, so then the question for you is not whether they can get away with it. And the question is not whether I'm going to need long-term care. You, whether you need long-term care is largely outside of your control, right? The question for you is knowing that it's that expensive, is there anything that you're going to do about it? There's really only a couple of different ways to pay for long-term care. Uh, the first is you pay privately. Now, at one hundred and eighty grand a year, there's not very many people that are going to pay privately for very long. The second thing you can do is you can insure the risk. You can buy long-term care insurance. Now, long-term care in- industry has changed a lot in the last couple of years, where it used to be that there was a lot of these what we call sort of the traditional long-term care policy, where you pay your premium dollars and they, they pledge to pay for your long-term care when you need it. The problem with a lot of those contracts is the underwriting was no good. Um, the underwriting failed to predict just how darn expensive the need for long-term care was going to be. And so I, I was meeting with a client this morning who has a long-term care policy, and his premiums are going up 20% this year. Um, and so he's looking at, at different options there. But long-term care insurance is a great idea. Most people just don't buy it because uh, the cost, you know, they find it to be cost prohibitive. Now, you know, I don't know that it is, and, and it seems to me that there are – the insurance industry has really come out with some innovative products in the last oh, decade or so where they're tying long-term care insurance benefits to life insurance contracts, which is really a, a pretty interesting concept because the old complaint of long-term care insurance is I pay all these premium dollars. You know, I pay $5,000 a year for 20 years. That sounds an awful lot like a $100,000 investment. What happens if I never get sick? 
you know, and, and it was it was sort of a zero sum game. Either I get sick and they pay for my care, or I don't get sick and the insurance company wins a hundred thousand dollar bet. Uh, and so, <clears throat> so they changed it. Now they've come out with these life insurance products. So, at the, every company has sort of their own product. But the idea is, <clears throat> I could buy an insurance contract that has a two hundred thousand dollar death benefit. And if I get sick before I, I pass away, I could access the $200,000 death benefit to pay for my long-term care ahead of time. Now, the, the death benefit would be reduced. But now it's, it's a contract that if I don't use the care, if I don't use the money for long-term care, my family's going to get the money back when I pass away. And that, to a lot of people, is, is way more palatable than the older long-term care insurance contract that was all or nothing. And, and those old contracts are actually kind of hard to find and purchase at these times. You can find them as you know, a part of a group plan occasionally, but it, it, there's only a couple of uh, uh, insurance companies still in that game, and, it, and it's pretty darn expensive. So, But all that being said, most people don't buy long-term care insurance. They just they find it to be too expensive. So if we're not going – if we if – we, are not going to buy the insurance, and we don't love the idea of going broke paying privately, then that only leaves us with a couple with the option of the government. Um, and when we're talking about the government, there's really three uh, choices, three agencies to think about: the Medicare, the Veterans Administration, and Medicaid. Uh, and we'll we'll take a look at each of these in our remaining uh, half of our show that we have left here. But before we get into that, I just want to take a minute. Uh, and say, if you want more information about these things, if you have a loved one who is in a long-term care facility right now uh, and you're looking to figure out if there's anything you can do to protect money, if you are maybe a healthy retiree wanting to know, is there anything I can do to protect my home and my money from the potential future cost of care, um, I would encourage you to visit our website at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Uh, and if you go there under um, the resources tab, you can find pre-existing workshops. You can find some educational content. Um, you can come to one of our live workshops. We have a live workshop just about every week in the office where we teach people the difference between wills and trusts and powers of attorney. I teach you all about how um, the long-term care system works in a little bit more detail than we have time to do here on the radio. Uh, you can ask me all the questions you want. It's a free workshop. Uh, and and you will learn a lot. I promise. You know, I, I, as far as talking about death and dying and getting sick, uh, is, is you know sort of downer those issues are. We do a pretty good time. We do a pretty good job, I think, of, of keeping it interested and and uh, in educating you. So I encourage you to come check out one of the workshops. Come learn all about this. If you're retired or about to be retired, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your spouse to understand how this stuff works and then make decisions based upon that understanding. But I plead with you, please do not assume it's going to just be okay because the, with the rules I'm about to share with you, uh, it for a lot of families, it just does not end up okay. These rules are harsh, um, and, and there's not any current uh, motivation amongst our, our lawmakers to fix what I'm about to describe. So more information, secularlawfirm.com. Uh, and uh, or give us a shout at 724-841-1393, and we'll get you the information you need to make uh, you know reasonable and informed decisions. Okay, so here is how we need to look at getting the government to pay for our long-term care. There's three agencies to think about, Medicare, the Veterans Administration, and Medicaid. Now, Medicare 
is not in the long-term care business. Medicare is in the acute care business. Medicare pays for heart attacks, but not for Alzheimer's disease. Now, that's a little bit too broad of an overgeneralization. Of course, they'll pay for some of the medication and whatnot uh, associated with the care for Alzheimer's disease. But I'll give you, I'll give you an oversimplistic example. <clears throat> Let's say... You know, we're sitting in a coffee shop together. We're having a, a conversation, and a, and a senior walks in and falls over from a heart attack. Well, we get on our phone. We get the fella uh, an ambulance. They get him to the hospital where they do open-heart surgery and a pacemaker, and then they, uh, they, they fix him, doing all the magic that the doctors do, and then they discharge him to a skilled nursing facility, maybe for a rehab stay for a couple of weeks, at which point in time he's going to go home. Now, it stinks that he's gone through this process. It's a terrible thing to experience, you know, and the family's stressed out. But from a financial standpoint, yeah, Mr. Smith is okay um, because he's on Medicare. Medicare is doing the heavy lifting on that insurance and that hospitalization and that, that rehab stay. Medicare pays for that stuff. Now, sure, you know, depending on his Medicare elections, there could be co-insurance and co-pays. But Medicare is doing the heavy lifting on that. Let's say instead, scenario two, we're enjoying our coffee at the coffee shop and Mr. Smith walks in and he falls over from a stroke. Well, we call, get him an ambulance, they get him to the hospital, they stabilize him, they put him on some meds, they watch him for a couple of days, they discharge him to a skilled nursing facility at that point. Let's say it's been, let's say it's been a bad stroke. You know, he's going to live in this, <clears throat> he's going to live in this skilled nursing facility for the rest of his life. Let's say that's three years. Well... Under these new figures, that's just shy of $600,000 in long-term care. Medicare will pay for 20 days, maybe up to 100 days with some co-pays, depending on how it's going, after which he is on his own at $482 a day until he runs out of money. Now, once he runs out of money, we can talk about Medicaid benefits paying for care, but he's run out of money. And I, I I just wonder why we have uh, this system. Like, this is the fundamental problem. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why we're not fixing it. You know, the, I, I heard a statistic today that says something like 65, people 65 and older, almost 85% of them vote. And if all the seniors are voting, why are you not demanding some reform to this system because you know the the challenge is this people work hard their whole lives they save you know we've we've all got our own version of the american dream and we're all trying real hard to live it and i can tell you you know we all know it's hard to save money we all know it's hard to raise good kids we all know it's hard to work and get out of bed and drive to work early in the morning for 40, 50 years and, and, and toil away and, and try hard to save money. And once you've done that, right, you know, that you sort of got the nostalgic retirement and the, you get the gold watch and you get the retirement party and you, you ride off into the sunset of golf and grandkids and trips. And like that's kind of the idea, right? And so when we're doing estate planning, the question I'm asking when I'm working with a retiree is, what gets in this family's way? And the thing that could get in their way is long-term care. The Alzheimer's Association is telling us that one in three seniors dies with dementia. One in three. It's not like one in 10 or one in 20. It's one in three. And if you couple that statistic, that one in three seniors is going to die with dementia, 
with what the state of Pennsylvania is telling us that the nursing home costs just shy of fifteen grand a month. Well, it seems to me that perhaps we ought to be talking about how we can protect our seniors from losing their entire life's legacy, their entire life's work, if they happen to be one of the three that get the dementia or the stroke or the mobility or the, the COPD or the Parkinson's or any of the other health care issues that, that seniors tend to face that result in the need for long-term care. Because I think that we're better than this. I think that we're better than making our seniors go broke in nursing homes. I, I think, you know, that with all the money that we're spending out there, I, it just, it's lost on me why nobody's talking about fixing this healthcare system. But I can tell you, no one is talking about fixing this healthcare system. It's not, it's not a serious measure in Congress. You know, there was some Medicare expansion in some of these bills that have recently been proposed that are not likely to pass. And even what they are, it, they're not covering nursing home care for seniors. So here we go with this, the wave of the baby boomers that are reaching retirement age. And, they're going to get hit with an average cost of the nursing home at $200,000. So what are you doing about it? Um, because if Medicare is not paying, then the other two agencies we've got to think about are the Veterans Administration and Medicaid. Now, I'm running out of time, so I'm not going to do the Veterans Administration today. But if you happen to be a veteran, you should get to know this system because there are some benefits within the VA that can help wartime veterans in particular with long-term care. You, there's money to help get people to come into your house, et cetera. Now, that yes, they've got asset and income limitations, and some of them are pretty severe, but... <clears throat> Um, there are there are some benefits in the Veterans Administration. Medicaid, on the other hand, medical assistance is sort of the name of the game right now um, and for the foreseeable future. Medicaid, nobody really talks about Medicaid. You know, when seniors turn 65, they, they go out and find out all about Medicare because I got to I got to sign up and I got to I got to learn, you know, what my health care options are and do I want to do an advantage plan or whatnot. But nobody takes the time to understand Medicaid. But I can tell you, if you need the nursing home, you need to understand Medicaid because Medicaid currently is the only payment source to help you pay for care. The problem with Medicaid rules, largely, if you don't do any planning, you got to go broke before Medicaid will pay for your nursing home, which is where we come in. Right? So we do two different types of cases. One, we protect assets ahead of time. I am a big fan of using trusts to protect your home and some money from these harsh government rules. There is there is nothing right about a government rule book that makes you go broke because you have Alzheimer's disease. There is nothing right about that. And But the rule book allows you to take steps to protect your money. And I encourage you to learn about what those steps are. Come to one of our workshops. Go online to my website. We teach you a lot of this stuff, secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. And we can teach you how to protect your money. And, you can, you know, once you understand your options, then you can decide whether you want to move forward or not. Um, so I encourage you to understand about that. And if you are one of the unfortunate families where it's too late, we, we don't really have the time to plan ahead appropriately. We're concerned about, you know, grandma's in the nursing home now and we're getting this bill. Well, just give us a shout and we'll do an initial consultation. There are things we can do, depending on the facts, depending on what the power of attorney says and what, you know, what our legal authority is. There are steps we can take even after someone is in a nursing home to protect serious money from the long-term care expenses. And, you know, and it's not that it's us versus the nursing home, and it's not that the nursing homes are bad people. It's that there's, it's just like anything else. There are these government rules. The government rules require you to go broke unless you plan appropriately. If you plan appropriately, you can get Medicaid to pay for your care. Uh, 
it, it it's it's not exact, but it's kind of like the analogy of paying your taxes, right? The IRS wants their 25% income tax, but you have the option of, of taking tax deductions. You can take the standard deduction. You could itemize if it were appropriate for you. Well, in a similar vein, the government says, we'll pay for your care if your assets are here. But then there's this other thing you can do. There's this other thing you can do. There's this other thing you can do. And it's not drafted as you should go out and do this. It's, it's drafted as these are the things that are not prohibited. But if you're working with an elder law attorney who knows what they're doing, you can take those op- options and say, okay, so within their rule book, it says we can do this. It says we can do this. We can do this. This is going to result in a savings of sometimes 50, 60 percent of the money that the person owns. Occasionally, even more than that, especially in a married case, we can protect an awful lot of money even after someone is in a nursing home. Um, but you have to take the appropriate steps, and, and it all begins first with the education, which is why we do this radio show, and it's why we put all, all the content out on our website. It's why we do the pre-recorded workshops. It's why we do the in-house workshops, because I have become firmly convinced over 10 years that the American retiree does not know what he's up against when it comes to long-term care expenses, and way too many families find out the hard way that there was things that could have been done. If I could tell you how many families have come to me and said, if I had only met you five years ago, we'd be in a much, much different place. Right? Uh, and I encourage you, don't become one of those families. Let's get together. Let's figure out how we can protect your stuff. Find out more at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com, or give us a shout at 724-841-1393. Okay? I hope that you've enjoyed the show. I hope that it's moved Jeff the mark and, and, and encouraged you to go take some action. Uh, however, I don't want you to take action on your own. Legal problems require a legal solution. This episode and every other episode is for your education. If you need legal help, call a lawyer. We'll have, we are available at any time, 724-841-1393. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll t- check you out next week. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.